It's the Americhicks with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks. Dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation. Welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. And be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for all of my emails. We'll keep you apprised of guest topics and important events. I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. Thank you to all of you that are liking and following me. Greatly appreciate it. And we offer a conservatarian perspective. And thank you to producer Steve, Zach, Patty, and Keith for your support and your good work. A big show planned for you today. We have in studio with me a, a, I would say, a new friend. And and that is Jason with Gang Rescue and Support Program. Grasp. Yes. Yeah, we met each other at Cinco de Mayo, I think, this last year. Yes, it's almost been a year. You're yeah. Right, you're right. It, that's all. <laughs> I can't believe it. It has been, almost been a year. But you do a lot of great work in the community with, uh, with our youth, which is so, so important. And uh, you're going to share some really cool stuff that happened this weekend. Yes, definitely. Um, we, uh, we had a Hilda Hood uh, planning meeting uh, scheduled for yesterday. And, and what happened, uh, a lot of uh, gang members... Um, in the city, found out about it and wanted to be a part of it and uh, decided to show up yesterday. So we had uh, Crips, Bloods, Cheeky 30s, uh, Oldies, uh, groups that you would not have within five feet of each other. And we had them yesterday breaking bread, talking, um, because they're they're interested in in doing something different. Um, Excellent. uh, And and, and you know what? Just trying to take some of the edge off what a potential uh, deadly summer. So uh, for them to be out and, and, and get together yesterday and, and, and just uh, in that environment safely, no incidents, no issues, um, and, and just talk to each other. And some of the conversations that, that I heard yesterday were just, I mean, it, it was just, it was so powerful. I mean, you, you had people who were, who were friends um, back when they were, were young, young cubs and, and, and able to remember some of those, those fun times that they had before. Uh, uh, gang banging and, 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 and bloods and crips and, and some of the things that we put ourselves through. So it was definitely encouraging. And I'm looking forward to um, building that, nurturing it, and, and, and letting it grow. Well, that that is really, really awesome. And and today what we had planned was we, we challenged each other. Right. And the first was you challenged me to read the book The Other West Moore. And uh, I've done it. It was, it was a very, very interesting read. It was about two young men in Baltimore that shared the same name but had different outcomes in their lives. Right. And so we will talk about that. And then my challenge to you was to watch the movie Gifted Hands uh, about Dr. Ben Carson. And so we will talk about that here in just a little bit. want to hear more about your weekend. And then uh, in studio, we're soon going to have uh, a friend of mine, Pastor Yuwazera uh, uh, Coleman, Christine Yuwazera Coleman. And she is a survivor of the Rwandan Holocaust that occurred 25 years ago, and she has a deep love for Rwanda and still concerned about what's going on. And uh, she had reached out to me. We connected on on this 
uh, and she wants to talk about that. So she's going to be in studio here in just a little bit as well. Before we uh, jump into all that, we'll go into just a few of the headlines. But our inspiration for today, and I felt it would be uh, very timely because we're going to be talking about Ben Carson. He says, successful people don't have fewer problems. They have determined that nothing will stop them from going forward. And that is Ben Carson. Again, successful people don't have fewer problems. They've determined that nothing will stop them from going forward. And then a little levity before we jump into all of this today. Look and out, Jason. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a story about an 84-year-old woman in a senior citizen's home. She'd gotten out of shape in that she knew she needed to start exercising. So she decided to join an aerobics class for seniors. And the first day, she bent and twisted, gyrated back and forth, jumped up and down, perspired for over a half hour. But, by the, but she said by the time she got her leotards on, the class was over. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for laughing. I appreciate that. So um, I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> so a couple of things I want to let you know about. So many of you are so excited about our Vino and Veritas Wine and Truth. As you know, I'm partnering with Dr. Tom Cranowitter, Bethany, and his team, and Jen Hewlin at Water's Edge Winery, uh, which is Vino and Veritas, Veritas Centennial. And Maria and Steve Martz with Colorado Cork and Keg, which is Vino and Veritas and Castle Rock. And we are bringing you a fascinating book study of the Federalist Papers. And that is one of the things I'm, I have to say that the Westmore that uh, did not end up in prison, one of the things that he said that he, uh, he learned when he was in military school, uh-huh. they studied the Federalist Papers. Yes, yes. Uh, so we need to be studying that as well because we need to know why we believe what we believe and then we need to have these conversations with our friends, family, and colleagues. And we're targeting opening Vino and Veritas Northern Colorado in May. So if you are uh, interested uh, and want more information, just go to americhicks.com slash vino. That's americhicks.com slash vino. Let us know that you're interested so that we can get on the list and get you on the list and gauge uh, interest in that. And our presenting sponsor for Vino and Veritas in February was Susan Kochevar, and she's the owner of the historic 88 Drive-In Theater. And spring is here, Jason. Yes. Uh, we know that because Rocky's opening home opener was last Friday, and it was also the opening for 88 Drive-In Theater. And what a funny evening under the stars. Uh, Susan has the best popcorn in town, and currently showing is Sazam. It's a movie about a streetwise 14-year-old foster kid who can turn into a superhero, and then Captain Marvel, and isn't it romantic? So more information, check out 88drivein.net. That's 88drivein.net. So, Jason, before we get to you, just a couple of things um, on our headlines. I, I, I just saw, this is being reported, this is from The uh, Guardian, that uh, non-farm payrolls had an increase of 196,000 jobs in March, and wage growth is at 3.2%. Uh, so those are pretty darn good numbers. If we can keep, get this economy going, that's going to help what you're doing Definitely. with gang rescue, with GRASP, gang, right. gang rescue and support program. Uh, another thing, and this, is, uh, this really has me concerned, and that is regarding Governor Polis and these um, air quality uh, regulations that are coming down the pike. Uh, from the EPA, typically... Different states can get kind of a waiver uh, on their ozone requirements if they're in a situation where they may be getting air from 
you know, other areas. So in this case, you know, we realize the air is fungible and it, um, you know, it moves all over the world. And we actually are getting particles from China, China, and China has non-clean coal plants. But in order for their people, they're getting out of poverty, they're moving up the economic ladder, and one of the things that does that is energy. So they have coal coal plants, but they're not the clean ones like we have here. And so we're getting some of that air here. When California had all those fires, we were getting the smoke here. Apparently, we're starting to get some, some, some of the air from Mexico. So all those particles are in our air, and because we're tucked up against the mountains, it kind of sits there. And uh, so Governor Hickenlooper had uh, worked to, to get a waiver from the EPA, which is something that we can do. Governor Polis is saying no. He's saying that we have to bring all of this air into, quote, unquote, compliance. And what that means is, is that we're going to be starting to, to straightjacket our economy. And that will make it more difficult for us here in Colorado, Jason. Wow, that's, um, that's amazing that we... <laughs> We're affected by air from so many parts of the world. Right. Um, I know we get the the smoke and the the soot and everything from California, but to, to think we get stuff all the way from China is, yeah. is amazing to me, and it's kind of concerning. Yeah, and uh, so I think that to put a straitjacket on Colorado's economy because of this, I think there needs to be a more reasonable approach to this. Uh, so uh, I wanted to make sure that you knew about that. And then we will be talking about this tomorrow, and that is mandatory vaccinations. I'm going to have a couple of moms that will be joining me. I've reached out to the Mayo Clinic uh, regarding mandatory vaccinations. And, Jason, you know, I, I think vaccinations are important. I got my kids vaccinated. However, I'm not sure I like the word mandatory. Well, I, I definitely don't like the word mandatory, and, and I've done some uh, some research. I watched this movie, Vaxxed, okay. which, is, which, was, which was about vaccinations and, and some of the things that they could cause um, in, in terms of, uh, you know, Down syndrome or some of the things that uh, was coming from the vaccinations. Okay. So that kind of worried me. And uh, it, it, it started the conversation on, on maybe vaccinations weren't even necessary for, 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 for kids. So uh, I, I, I... You know, I, I mean, when, when I was a kid, we had just some of the basics, you right. know, measles, mumps, rubella, DPTs, polio. That seems to make sense. So we're going to have a conversation about it. Uh, I think that, you know, we, we want to be responsible. We want to keep our kids safe. But, man, the word mandatory, I, we need to know what's what's in there. So it's going to be a great con- – you should listen tomorrow. I will definitely listen tomorrow because okay. that, that's definitely important. If you can watch Vaxxed okay. tonight, um, I think you can catch it on Netflix or, or YouTube or something like okay. that. But it's, it's, Let it's, me make a note on that. It's an unbelievable documentary, and it, it has some compelling uh, evidence uh, against vaccinations um, and, and some of the things that they may cause. Autism. Um, in, in, in kids, uh, the, some of the things that are startling and you will really be, uh, you'll really think about it before you, uh, before you want to vaccinate your kids. You know, and one of the things though, that, you know, we're seeing, you know, it's really the radical progressive activists that have taken over the Democrat party that are, are pushing this. And yet they are the same folks that are for an open border. So we have all these people that are pouring across the border. We're seeing an increase in mumps. We're seeing uh, measles. So it's, you know, I'm kind of like, so you want to make it mandatory for the kids here, but you have no problem bringing these folks over. So we're going to have a conversation. I don't know where it's going to go for Definitely sure. Definitely looking forward to that conversation. Okay, it, it should be. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will be up early. It, it should be really. Hey, and if you miss it. 
You can actually go to my website, americhicks.com, and the show will be there as well. Or if you want to listen to it again, you can do that as also. Um, and just on the national level, the New York Civil Liberties Union is coming out to defend Chick-fil-A. As many of you may know, uh, there are uh, several different uh, airports here in America. We even saw this possibly happen at DIA, although they ended up putting Chick-fil-A in. But we uh, saw that at the Buffalo Airport in New York and down in, I think it's San Antonio, is that uh, the city councils are making decisions that Chick-fil-A cannot come in because uh, they don't like or, or they pr- don't like their perceived stance on LGBTQ. Wow. And, you know, Jason, I'm a free market girl. You know, I think that these problems, that these challenges that we have can really be handled from a free market standpoint. If you don't want to eat it, Chick-fil-A, don't eat it. You don't right. have to. And uh, so I think that that is um, that's very interesting that the New York Civil Liberties Union is their right to defend Chick-fil-A. But we're going to go to break. And uh, before we do that, though, it is important that businesses be able to compete in the in the free market. And tonight... Texas Tech and Virginia play for the NCAA Basketball Championship. The uh, NHL playoffs start on Wednesday. The Avs made it, and the Nuggets are in the playoffs, and Rockies baseball season is underway. And Hooters Restaurants is my sports headquarters. Hooters is the place to watch all the games. Wednesday is wing day. It's all the wings you can eat for $14.99. And they have these great smoked wings. They're delectable and only half the calories. And Hooters wings can fly. You can have them delivered right to your front doorstep. When the girls come over to my house, I order Hooters new smoked wings, and the girls love them. So to order your Hooters wings to go, have them delivered right to your front door, or to watch the game at Hooters and find out their specials, go to Hooters. Colorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. And let them know that you know the AmeriChicks. And we will be right back. We've got Jason with Grass, Gang Rescue and Support Program in studio. And he's going to share something very exciting that happened this weekend. And we're going to talk a little bit about this book, The Other Westmore. We'll be right back. All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Thank you. 
Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect the issues. News, politics, and opinion is right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we need to be having conversations. We're having great conversations here this morning, that's for sure. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com. Sign up for my emails. We'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. At the end of the week, we are going to be announcing something that you guys are going to be so excited about. And I'm the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. Uh, Let's go ahead and, uh, well, before we do that... We have just a few books left, Steve. Uh, Last week, we started this fabulous book offer. You know, they say there's no free lunch, but there's just pretty darn close to a free lunch, and that is with Laura Carno. We did this book promotion. She's written a a book that I would highly recommend to everyone. It's it's, an easy read, but it's thought-provoking, and it's Government Ruins Nearly Everything, Reclaiming Social Issues from uncivil servants. It's very quick read. She brings clarity to the issues of abortion, schools, guns, and marriage. And we were offering 50 free books. I think there's just a few left. I finished the book. I need to, and what you have to do to get that free book is you just have to agree that you're going to go, and and, uh, Laura gives you all the instructions on what to do, is to leave a book review. That's all you have to do uh, on Amazon or either Goodreads or both. And uh, so if you would like a free book, go to americhicks.com and sign up for your free copy. Did you get yours, Steve? It was waiting for me in the mail this morning when I got here. And uh, again, you're making me look bad. You've already finished yours. And I'm only, <laughs> you know. But do the words life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness sound familiar? Yeah. All right. Well, that's why I'm looking forward to reading this, especially the pursuit of happiness part in terms of what government does to take away your happiness. Well, that's for sure. So, so Christine, Pastor Christine is here. She's a survivor of the Rwandan Holocaust. We're going to talk with her in segments three and four. And we have Jason with Grass Gang Rescue and Support Program here. Uh, and I would highly recommend there's, there's, I think there may be only like five copies left. So, you know, all of you out there, go to americhicks.com and sign up. Um, Jason, let's go to you. You know, you are a new friend. We met just about a year ago. Right. And uh, we had made this challenge with each other to read this book, The Other Wes Moore. And I think what you did this weekend, you mentioned uh, that you brought a number of gang members together here in Colorado. And I have to tell you the story. The Other Wes Moore, there's uh, two young men growing up in Baltimore. One name, as they say, but two fates. One went on to be you know, is a tremendous success. Right. And the other is in prison for life. And I tell you, I almost, I, I had knots in my stomach as I was seeing that, that story <laughs> unfold with him. Trying to figure out which one was going to go on and, and, and be uh, the success and which one actually ended up uh, in prison for life. Um, when they kind of made similar circum- uh, choices going down um, or growing up. Um, and it, it the the book to me is is, is is just shows how fine a line that we can walk um, between success and, and and failure, and and not giving up and not letting your your environment um, you know mold who you are, um, because so often that happens. And I think the other Wes Moore was able to escape some of those things um, f- with help from his mom and 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 his family, who kind of mortgaged everything to get him yeah. away from from the situation that he was in. And that definitely helped. And, and when you're when you're able to see um, different things uh, in, in than we're used to in, in some of our communities, um, some of our kids grasp that you know, pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's that's something that I, I try to do at at, at grasp. 
Um, I, I think what was represented yesterday and over the over the weekend is is something that is is, is so powerful and, and, and such. Um, I mean, you had gangs of of every uh, ethnicity. Um, in wars and in fights and in, in different struggles with each other come together in the, in the park yesterday and, and, and want to do something positive and change their each, each one of their communities through uh, education, empowerment, financial uh, literacy. Um, these are some of the things that these guys talked about. And um, the colors that were represented at that, at that meeting yesterday, um, when used correctly, can, can paint quite a picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, more more beautiful than any Van Gogh, uh, anything like that, because that is something that um, our community hasn't had in a long time, and that's hope, and it's um, change, and, and it's 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 something that going forward, I, I think we can really really grab onto and and uh, and, and build. Okay, Jason. Uh, the other thing, my challenge to you was to watch the movie Gifted Hands about yes. Dr. Ben Carson, and I would say all three boys, uh, all of them had issues of anger that they needed to deal with. And the Westmore that went on to be a success and Dr. Ben Carson all, all figured out how to handle that anger. Right. The Westmore that has ended up in prison for life um, was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, he put himself there. He did. And that's the thing is somebody said to me, there's never a right time to be in the wrong place. There is never a right time to be in the wrong place. And our kids need to, need to understand that. But the, the Westmore that has become the big success and Dr. Ben Carson, they actually learned discipline. So uh, the Westmore, the, and you mentioned the mothers, the mothers were very strong in, in both Ben Carson and Westmore. I hate to re. I guess how would you refer to to the two boys? How, successful how, how? Westmore and the unsuccessful. I think it's 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 hard to 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 say that about them because the Westmore that ended up in the penitentiary for life, it was a split second thing, and I don't want to give the book away. Um, it was a bad decision, but if if you look at it. Um, before that decision was made, he was he was actually making some positive steps in life, um, and one thing took him back. And I think dealing problem solving problem solving and dealing with with uh, with issues is something huge in our community. And he didn't have that uh, to fall back on, and he made the wrong choice, yeah. and it cost him everything. You know, another thing uh, that that's really just not talked about much here, and that is the school system, the education system. But uh, several years ago, I, for, interestingly enough, I done some research on the Baltimore school system, and they uh, have they're in the top five in the country in the amount of money per student. But yet, you're seeing you're seeing the education system has has let these kids down, and uh, you know sometimes what's going on at home is pretty difficult, and being a teenager can be pretty difficult. But I didn't see where the education system was was doing anything uh, really here for either of those kids. Finally, uh, the successful Westmore mom and grandparents, and, and his father died yes. tragically when he was young. The other Westmore, his father wasn't in his life, right. basically. Um, 
But the grandparents and the mother, basically, they mortgaged their home and they put him in military school. And there he learned discipline. Now, one other thing, Pastor Christine, great to have you here, is that I noticed between Ben Carson, a a similarity and the the successful uh, Westmore is that they were were both Christians, which I I thought was interesting, Jason. Definitely. um, I mean, religion plays a part, I think. Um, Spirituality plays a part. I think you have to talk to that other that ultimate person that whoever you believe in be it allah god uh buddha whatever your god is i think you need that in your life um you know to learn those lessons and and and, and follow that guidance for for success i mean i use it i try to get to church as much as i can uh-huh. um it's but hard for me because i work so much but sure. I, I i i i use it to yeah. you know, to fuel me for the week and, and and get me ready for for what I have to deal with on on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you you probably see a complete spectrum, yes. you know, in in what you do. But I I I thought it was really interesting though that they were both Christians. Yeah, I, I thought that that was really really powerful that we saw that that thread with them. And um, there was one other thing that I we're going to run out of time here. Uh, personal responsibility. That was the other thing, is taking personal responsibility. You saw that both with the successful um, uh, Westmore as well as Ben Carson. Uh, I think the Westmore that's in prison is starting to come to terms with personal responsibility as well. I think you have to when you're in that situation, especially how he ended up there. Um, It it was all on him. And uh, it's a hard choice to make to uh, commit a crime to, to feed your family. Um, and when you, when, when, when something like that happens and, and someone is murdered, um, now I didn't get it was that it was because he was feeding his family. Is that what? Well, yeah, that's, he had, he had lost, uh, his, he, he was going to, uh, I think some internship and he had lost that opportunity and he was just basically, um, at his wits end and, and, and instead of just you know going the positive route and, and, and just trying everything, he, he, he just fell back one uh, one step and, and got involved in that robbery and that changed everything. Yeah, that changed did. everything. His brother committed that murder and yeah. he was just there and, and that just changed everything yeah. for him, which it sounded, I mean, it, if you could go into that story and, and just take him and say, Hey, if you just keep, I, that's what I trying, felt I was doing. That's what I wanted to you know, do you, too. You, you, yeah. If you just, just keep pushing, you'll be all right. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. But you're doing that. You're working on that in the community here. Well, you know, we're helping. We're, you know, when I first started at Grasp, um, the director, Francisco Gallardo, one of the things that he told me that I have I still have um, resonates with me every day is that my job is not to change kids. It's, it's to change the attitude towards change. Um, because you can't change anybody unless they're absolutely ready Good to point. do so. My job is to show them things um, that they might not see in their community. And a lot of times they, they gravitate towards that. It's, it's something that they don't see in there and they're actually interested in, in it. And um, we can use that to, to build a, a future for them. Excellent. Well, we have a responsibility, I think, to, to our children. That's for sure. We're going to go to break here in just a moment. And I know you're very excited because we have pre- uh, uh, Pastor Christine Coleman in studio. She survived the Rwandan Holocaust. And we're good friends. It's so great to see you. Before Thank we you. do that, though, another good friend is on the line. And that is Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management. Jason, how are you doing today? 
Oh, I'm good. Remember, I was at the studio with you, and I said, wouldn't it be weird if I called in while I was there? I wonder how uh, Jason McBride that's there with you feels. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. In. I'm laughing right now. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is so funny. So, it's like hey, Twilight Zone, huh? <laughs> that's for sure. So, hey, Jason, though, there's been a lot of chatter about how the current bull market is one of the longest since the crash of 1929. You don't necessarily agree, though. Well, I'm not sure, Kim. It depends how you define a bull market. Most sources will start counting a new bull from the day the market hits the bottom after a bear market. Well, if a big part of this bull market is just playing catch-up from the last sell-off, you don't get back to even and start making money again until the market gets back to the previous high and then moves forward from there. So maybe that's also a valid way to measure it. Interesting. So most sources say this bull market started in March of 2009. So it's just over 10 years old and the second longest since 1929. Yeah, even using that count, Kim, I'm not sure I'd agree. Uh, When does an existing bull market end? There's another question. The general yardstick is if the market drops 20% off the high, that's a bear market. I wouldn't agree with that over-simplistic definition. If the market, let's say, takes a 20% drop, but then recovers pretty quick back to its highs and then exceeds them, I don't think that's the end of a bull market. It's just a correction. I mean, maybe a severe one, but it's still just a correction. But what about the crash of 87? I remember that, and it may be the most infamous day in market history. Well, you can call me crazy, but I don't consider the crash of 87 to be the end of a bull market and the start of a bear market. I mean, number one, it only lasted two weeks. Half of it was in just one day on October 19th. Within a few weeks after the drop, the market was back in a steady uptrend. It was uh, back to and exceeded its old highs in less than two years. So a super nasty correction, yeah, but a bear market, I wouldn't say so. And unlike the 2007 to 09 meltdown, the economy in 87 was fine. The damage was mostly confined just to the stock market itself. So going by the way, you might measure it. Sorry, Jason. That's okay. Which makes sense, actually. How does this market compare to some from the past? Well, compared to a couple of the past ones this century, this last century, I think this bull may be barely middle-aged. The market had a steady bull from 1950 to 1966. That's almost 17 years. And again, from 1982 to 2000, that's over 17 years. So how long is this one if we measure the way you've described it? Well, Kim, before the meltdown, which started in late 07, the Dow hit a high just over 14,200. It didn't exceed that until March of 2013. So by that measure, we're barely over six years in. So we may have another 10 years of good fortune, right? (laughs) Nice try, Kim. Like Yogi Berra said, uh, 
predicting is hard, especially when it <laughs> concerns the future. So I'll tell you what, ask me 10 years from today what my prediction is for the previous 10 years, and I'll hit it dead on. <laughs> you have a deal, and tomorrow you'll have some thoughts on why the market moves under Obama versus Trump are completely different animals. So excited to talk to you about that, Jason. Thank you so much. You bet, Kim. Thank you. Okay. And be sure and check out chickspresidential.com. That's chickspresidential.com. For more information, Jason has all of his podcasts there, and uh, we will talk to him tomorrow. So we're going to go to break. When we come right back, we have uh, Jason with GRASP in studio with us, Gang Rescue and Support Program, as well as we have Pastor Christine Coleman talking about the Rwandan Holocaust. We'll be right back. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Social media is important to the Americhicks since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Americhicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we're dissecting issues, news, politics, and opinion is right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we need to be having conversations. And be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. And we're going to jump in here. We have Pastor Christine Coleman in studio with us. And I've been referring to this as the Rwandan Holocaust, but it really was the Rwandan Genocide. Genocide. And you said yesterday was the 25th anniversary of that. Yes. Okay. You survived that. That's correct. And during the break, Jason, you had asked this question regarding the movie... Hotel Rwanda. Yeah. Right. And you asked how close how, to true that was. Right. How, how much of a reality was. Because it was really violent and they showed, like, rape and, and some... And I'm sure some of those things happened, but, I mean, how close was that? Okay. Um, you know, it's a movie. Uh, but the reality of what was happening was evil, wicked. There is no way to describe I want to say the story about saving lives in the hotel was 100% correct. So it was evil. It was awful, wasn't it? It was. And you survived it. Yes, I did. So let's talk a little bit about that. What was your experience during the Rwandan genocide? Uh, You know, everything started off April 6, 1994. Uh, Rwanda had been at war for four years, and Easter break of 1994, I remember I was at my sister's house. Uh, She's married, and she has um, one baby. And it's April 6th. I'm planning to spend a whole week 
But all of a sudden, something inside of me say, you know what, why don't you go to the countryside and visit with your other sibling and visit with your grandparents? So I left in the afternoon of April 6th, and the genocide happened that night. I would never see again my sister, her husband, her baby, who was three months, and everybody who was in the house was killed except one person who escaped to tell us the story. Oh, my gosh. So uh, so you left that day, and your sister and her husband and the three-month-old baby was killed during yes. that time. Now, explain to us uh, why, why. What was going on? Why were all these people killed? So Rwanda, uh, yeah, the people are living in exile for many years, probably over 25 years. So they decided to come back. But when they came back, uh, they chose uh, war. And the war went on for about four years. Then the government of Rwanda decided to negotiate. And while the president of Rwanda was on from signing a peace pact with the rebels uh, who were led by Kagame, uh, I do believe what happened, Kagame decided to down his plan. Inside the plan, there were two presidents and there were other dignitaries. Terrorists, mm-hmm. and they all died. And when they died, the whole country people were very angry because they loved the president, and they, probably because it was not the right thing to do. And so the two tribes, many tribes, Hutu and Tutsi, uh, they began to kill each other. Okay, and which tribe do you belong to? Oh, you know, in Rwanda, you probably don't say that anymore because the issue is so sensitive. Okay. Let me say this. I'm a citizen of heaven, uh, but I love both tribes. (laughs) Very, very well. Very well said then. Um, One of the things, and you posted this recently on Facebook, is that the killing is still continuing in Rwanda. And, I mean, you've been working diligently to bring this forward. I know that you've actually even been to the White House, right? So let's talk just a little bit about that. Yes. So in the beginning, there is a deception going on because the war is stopped in July. And people think, okay, this Kagame person is coming to save Rwandans. That's what the West believed. But most importantly, what Kagame wanted was the power not necessary to save lives. So he's been in a power since the year 2000. Uh, he, he has put in jail anyone who tried to run against him as president, including two women. And uh, uh, he is a dictator. In other words, you do what I say, if you don't, I kill you or I jail you. It is so bad. I have never seen a country where people are killed for saying what they believe or for fighting for freedom. So the killings over there, they are used like a spanking spoon or a way to discipline. So people are dying all over. And right now, I can tell you, the whole country is afraid that people cannot even take you and tell you what's going on because they monitor Everyone, they, in every household, in every, on every hill, there are informants everywhere. 
So uh, really the situation in Rwanda is so bad. So they don't want the information to get out about what's really, really happening. And, you know, that's one of the reasons, you know, as we look at the U.S. Constitution, you know, this freedom of speech thing is so important. And that's why I find it absolutely shocking that we have on college campuses, that we have people that because, quote unquote, they're offended, they they want to shut down somebody else's speech. Even though somebody may some, say something that you don't like, we want to make sure that we protect that. Yes, we need to protect that. Because if we don't, you know, I mean, you can see what is happening in uh, in Rwanda yes. now. Now, do you still, I, you, you don't have to answer this, but do you still have family back there? Oh, yes. I do have a family. I have a friends. I love my country. And I am out here in the United States, and I can be quiet. I need to speak because they cannot. Those who have tried, my brothers who have tried. So this government that in power, they have killed my sister. So when the genocide actually happened, the Hutus, some of the militia, they killed. They, they really killed a lot of Hutus. But what was happening on the other side, the guy that people call a savior, Kagame, he was also killing uh, Hutus everywhere. So I have my family there. They have been put in jail. Um, the Kagame government has killed my two brothers because they are educated. They speak up. And uh, they killed also my sister. The whole family, my whole family was killed by this government. Now, one thing I want to say about freedom of speech. If you're listening to me and you live in the United States, please protect that because the freedom of speech, I'm finding out it's only found really in the United States of America, in our great country. Okay, it is, it, I think we take it for granted. I think we yes. do. So we're going to go to break. Um, I have in studio with me Pastor Christine uh, Coleman, who survived the Rwandan genocide, which happened 25 years ago on Saturday. Also in studio with me is Jason with Grass Gang Rescue and Support Program. Jason, I bet you've got some uh, questions. Yes, definitely. For Pastor definitely. Christine. So we're going to go to break. When we come back... We want to hear what your questions are. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we're dissecting the issues, news, politics, and opinion is right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we're having a conversation. We have to have these. And be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. We are offering a conservatarian perspective. Thrilled to have in studio with me. And I apologize, I wasn't getting it right. Jason with Grasp, which is the Gang Rescue and Support Project. Got it, instead of program <laughs> project. And then Pastor Christine Coleman, uh, who is a survivor of the Rwandan genocide. 
And uh, Pastor Christine, you said what you, you what you saw happened during that time it was nothing but evil yes. but, but another thing that i heard you say is it's this quest for power yes and uh so jason you have some questions for pastor christine definitely um because we, we see you know a quest for power on, on the street definitely we uh with, with some of the guys and, and girls we deal with it's all about the power um so in this genocide when it when it ended yes. um how many people, first of all, had, had, had lost their lives? And, and, and what was the end result? I mean, mm-hmm. were the two sides able to uh, coexist? Are they able to coexist? Or yes. are there two sides to Rwanda, like East Rwanda and, and, and West Rwanda, where one tribe lives and the other, the other one stays? Yes, thank you. Now, um, the people who died during the genocide were about 800,000 within Three months. Okay, 800,000 people. What was the population? It was, at the time, about 70 millions. But wait, because there is more that died. To this day, millions have died, and the world is quiet because what our president has done ever since 2000, the first thing is to get the journalists out. If you speak up, you go to jail, or you have to exile. So there is... No, really, journalism. The only journalism is you have to copy and paste what they give you. You can't talk about what is going on. So you're also talking about freedom of the press. You know, we're talking about uh, the Bill of Rights right now of of America. Now, in this post that I think that I saw that you, or maybe it was a news article that was linked to that, it it seemed to me that it said that still over 100,000 people are being killed every year. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So uh, there is this UN investigation that was done in 1994 after the genocide. Because now we have this guy who comes, he takes over, people think he's a savior, and for a while he stops because he has all the military power. The West is supporting. But once so the West he, is supporting him. Yes. Because on the outside, he looks like a good guy. When he gets the power, he begins to kill the Hutus. He begins a politic of revenge. And people will be killed and trucks, hundreds of trucks, will drive them in the deep forest, dig, and nobody sees. Nobody, nobody. I was there, I know. And so for many years, the West did not talk about this. But there is a UN investigation that was done in 1994, and they alerted together with the State Department. They all agreed we are seeing about 10,000 people being killed every month. That was in 1994, but the truth is that it is still going on. It's still going on. Okay. Jason, any questions? I mean, this started in 1994. Yes. And this is 2019. It's many years. And, 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 and like, we're, we're sitting here and not really knowing what this, this dictator is, is, is over there doing. Is there anything that, as, as citizens, um, that we can do? Uh, is there any people we can reach out to? I mean, this is, this is something that... 
Yes. I, so you, I, I get the feeling you weren't aware of this. Well, I, I was. I didn't. I thought it was over. Like I thought after the movie, the Hotel Rwanda and everything, I thought everything had been solved. I didn't know this was, was still going on. Well, the mass murder stopped. What people were doing, you kill, you put here, everybody to see. Now we got a government that is working very close with China. They kill, they hide. Just last year alone, the government shut down over 80,000 churches within three months. They Be- shut down 80,000 churches? 80,000. 80,000 churches. Yeah, because the church is the only place that is a freedom of expression. You meet, you talk about issue, or you know, they, they put in a prison my husband, my children. That in Rwanda doesn't happen anymore. They kill, you stay quiet. And you, you said China is involved. Yes. Um, which, I mean, with their history of human rights violations. Yes. Um, that's someone to, I mean, that's some country to really kind of learn from when, when you want to, uh, mm-hmm. when you want to violate human rights. Um, yeah, but the current, uh, our administration, no, to some extent, because when I was there the last time, they told me, we know, we see the reports that are coming from embassy, they are horrible. And that's why Trump has cut aid to uh, Rwanda, but I do think they need to cut all of it, and other nations need to follow. I mean, this guy killed right now in a broad light. We have many video when he's talking about killing, telling people to kill. And this has to stop. This has to stop. And it begins by having people like you, Kim, thank you very much, opening the door for me to speak up. Because when people know, we will react together. This cannot go on. Well, and, you know, that's one of the things I've thought a lot about. And that is the money. You know, it, uh, quite frankly, you know, I think Americans, you know, want to help. And so you say, okay, we'll send money to Rwanda, but it doesn't get to the people. It mm-hmm. actually is funding the bad guys to continue to do what they're doing. So you've been pleased with Trump, right, generally? Yes. I mean, you've been to the White yeah, House because, to tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, because uh, Trump is the only president who has cut aid ever since the genocide. And you can tell right now, like, uh, uh, Trump has discernment. He knows what's going on. Now, the thing about this president is that he built a beautiful building, a beautiful city, technology. He puts that in your face. In, by, in Rwanda. In Rwanda, but he said you cannot question my human rights. If you look at the State Department, this a human rights, you will just cry because it is so bad. They talk about killing torture, and many things that are really human rights violations. Okay, Jason, I bet one of the things is you're going to want more information on this. Definitely. Definitely. I definitely want more. So... And we're the kids, like the kids. Um, that's really my concern would be... And I mean everybody who, who's going through it, but, you know, when you think of those kind of things, you think of children who are, you know, probably They're separated confused. from their parents and, or yeah. have lost their parents and just... I, I just couldn't imagine... Like, it's just amazing yeah. that um, some of the things that you live through and, and some of the things that we, we put ourselves through here, um, it, it's, it's a different, it's a definitely an eye opener because you know, a lot of the things that I deal with here with, with kids and, and violence is things that we put ourselves through um, in, in, in our own communities. Uh, but when you're talking about governor, go, government sponsored, you know, murder, murder, genocide, it's, it's, a, it's on a different level. It is. So it, it, for yeah. me, it's, 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 you know, I'm, I'm compelled to do more. 
um, and want to do more here because I just I can't I can't imagine having to, to live like that. Can, can I I wanted to make one point that I hadn't regarding these, this book, The Other West Moore, and the one that ended up in prison for his whole life. He had a drug business, and I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, my gosh, he has the skills to run a successful business. Mm-hmm. You know, those skills are there, and the opportunity in America is, is so great. What we're hearing happen in Rwanda, I mean. The cruelty to kill your little three-month-old niece or nephew. The cruelty there is just heartbreaking. So, okay, Jason, you want more information. Christine, we're trying to get the information out about this. What should people do? Where can they get more information and how can they help? Okay, so there is a book that has been released by a Canadian journalist who went there. They did the investigation for 20 years. And she wrote a book called In Praise of Blood. In Praise of Blood? Yes. The crimes committed by RPF. Uh, so if you can find that book, it's a very good, it's a very accurate because she went undercover and discovered and interviewed over 200 people. And also people can check out my website, The Blazing Holy... Or oh, actually, they gave my website for human rights, christinecoleman.org. Christinecoleman.org. Again, yes. that's Christine with a C. Yes. Christinecoleman.org. And you will keep people apprised of that yes. as well. Okay, Jason, um, probably have time for maybe one more question. What would you ask Pastor Christine? How, how do the people of Rwanda that have went through this? How are they dealing with the trauma? Okay, so the trauma is even worse because now you see what's going on, you can't speak. When you speak, there are informants everywhere. So it's really bad, like in a family, the family is being destroyed because this government teach people it's okay to spy on each other. So the kid turning the parents and the parents turning the kids and the gay rewarded for doing that. So it's horrible. It's horrible. We need the prayer. We need all the voices we can. We need the action. You know, and I mean, that's something that happened in Nazi Germany as well. You know, that neighbors would report neighbors. And, you know, all of this is so, you know, as we're sitting here thinking about this, I'm thinking, what a, what a beautiful country we live in. You know, the, the idea of America, America was founded not through power, like, like what has happened here. It was founded on this idea that what if everyday people had this opportunity of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness? You know, Jason, as I'm listening to what Pastor Christina said, I'm thinking, you know, these, these young people that you're working with, they're lucky to be here. How are you going to teach that message to them that they have a responsibility that has been given to them? It's 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 a tough thing. I think um, the responsibility we first have to teach them is 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 you know cultural identity and how important it is to know who they are and where they come from, um, and then how important it is to to take care of their well, cultural it, identity. Though I mean, I I think I'll push a little. How about that American identity, the life, liberty, pursuit of happiness? And, I, and I, I'm all for that. But I think we've lost, uh, especially in our communities, black and brown communities, who who we are as people. And, and, and if we don't know who we are, then we can't be good Americans because this is a melting pot. And it's made up of all kinds of different people who know where they come from and their backgrounds are celebrated. And I think we need to 
we need to do that too. We need to we need we need to be those people that uh, that can celebrate our, our histories and our backgrounds too. And, and I think our kids just don't know who we are yet. Okay. Well, I'm going to push. Let them know that they are Americans. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to go to break. Thank you, Pastor Christine. Thank you, Thank you Jason Thank you. with Grass. It's great having you here. Our quote for today: God has given us more than 14 billion cells and connections in our brain. Why would God give us such a complex organ system? unless he expects us to use that, and that is Dr. Ben Carson. So today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you, and God bless America. But tell them if I don't serve.